Welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right in because I've been sitting here once again going to start off the episode by bitching about my equipment, which my equipment is not equipment. So, you know, I'm on my fourth or fifth go around here. So this is it. And welcome to episode five. However, annoyingly enough, I realize that technically it's episode six. If you count the pilot episode that I so arts artistly added that's not a word very aware or I just pronounced it incorrectly and now I look like an asshole but what's new so this week I wanted to just take some time kick my feet up and chat about some tv and movies because what more do I love on pretty much god's green earth besides my darling four-legged baby laying here next to me sir carson carson monkey monk stink you know just the names go on but he's more he's you know his aka is monkey monk he's laying here with me and besides that and then some other selective things and okay it's one of the most top things existing in my life I am obsessed with it. I am obsessed with entertainment. I am obsessed with movies. I am obsessed with TV shows. I'm obsessed with actors. I'm obsessed with knowing names, what they've been in, their history, their background. I am a entertainment guru. It's what I fucking love. I'm sorry. First F-bomb dropped. It's what I love. And anyone close to me, if you would ask anyone close to me, as dumb as that sounds, like entertainment guru, I literally just said that. I'm like, ugh, kill me. But I don't know what else to call it besides that. And literally ask anyone around me. I'm obnoxious sometimes. I know. I get it. I know that I'm annoying and that I know names and that when I ask people, oh, is that so-and-so? They're like, I don't know. I'm like, uh, uh. And then I look like the total, like, asshat, like, know-it-all. But it's, I'm a sickie. I'm a junkie. It's, it's what I love. It's, it's, it is my happy place, people. It is my happy, it is my zen place. Sometimes can be my stressful place. And not so much stressful. I think what I mean is, like, social media and how much I get very, like, I, I feel like I live every day in, like, overstimulation. I, I, no joke. My mind does not stop. Tonight, I actually put my phone in my purse and like didn't touch it for a couple of hours. Drove to my parents' house in complete silence, which is like a good like t- almost 30 minute drive. 25. Ee. It just depends. Just drove in total silence. And it made me realize how when they say like, put your phone down, like I get it because I, it is glued to me and yeah, I'm addicted, but it's more so like I have so much content at my fingertips. I just want to be, I want to be reading. I want to be like, I can't stop. Uh, It's my, it's my drug. It's my drug. So 
Anywho, we're going to take this episode and it's going to be the TV movie episode. One of many, but this is what has been kind of circulating in my life, in the like press, in just what's coming up. Um, some kickbacks or if, not kickbacks. And then we don't call them kickbacks throwbacks if you will so let's just get started because I can sit here and talk about how much I love them all day but you know what let's just get started and let's get into it so I just finished and I know I've talked about it in the previous episode I believe but I just finished The Sinner starring Jessica Biel and Bill Pullman and obviously, I hope people know who Jessica Biel is. Um, Avi, Mary from Seventh Heaven, if we can all remember how she was so scandalous and vandalized the gym and they penalized her for the rest of that goddamn show. And then she left and then she kind of became the character that came on every so often. And you're like, oh, God, like it was like, where's Mary? And she's like, Mary's off at school, but it's like Mary's not on the show. And you're like, damn it. That's how I felt. Seventh Heaven was a very big part of my life. And I honestly did not think I was going to go into a Seventh Heaven rant. And I feel terrible saying Seventh Heaven out loud because how scarred are we that Reverend Camden is a molester? I honestly didn't even think I was going to go into this rant. But now that I bring up Mary Camden, how could I not go into this rant? Seventh Heaven theme song is a goddamn jewel. And, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say GD. I'm done. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Don't kill me. I'm done saying GD. That was not nice. I'm okay. Forgive me, father, for I have sinned. Okay, there. Let's go back. So, anywho, let's just end that seventh heaven rant right now because I have, I have a schedule to stick to. So, Jessica Beale. I mean, come on, you got to know who she is. Married to Justin Timberlake. I feel like I shouldn't even have to explain this, but some people might not know who she is. Bill Pullman, my Lord, Casper, Independence Day, Shall I Go On? Obviously, those were the two most important Bill Pullman movies in my life. So The Sinner was a limited series on USA Network, and it starred Jessica Biel, and it took place on the East Coast, like this... This kind of water, if I said that, I hope that's right. I swore it was the East Coast, people. I'm I'm just watching, okay? Anyways, small town, whatever. Jessica Biel is married, um, has one, has a child. And really all you get from the trailer is, and it, I mean, it, it shows you right off the bat. Cause I mean, episode it's episode one, it comes flying off the bat. So this is nothing. This is not a spoiler. This is the trailer that they literally put on TV when this show first came out. Jessica Biel out of seemingly nowhere as she's quite literally cutting fruit for her child and feeding herself and feeding her child gets up and stabs a guy to death on the beach. And I mean, they do a, I just like, they, USA, I mean, USA comes out of nowhere with this, but the way they did it, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty 
brutal. I mean, and I have, I mean, I think what's brutal about this is it's such like a, like a, what the hell scene. I mean, they're literally standing on like the banks or like the, the beach, you know, of a lake. So they go to this lake and that's where everyone goes on to this small town on this weekend. That's a little bit, you know, you don't, obviously you kind of gather that from the trailer, but cause it's such a weird obviously weird setting and here's this mom on her beach blanket with her husband and her baby practically and gets up and stabs this guy to death no says that she doesn't know him has no idea why but just stabs this guy to death and then now is basically probably going to prison for the rest of her life I don't want to give too much away because it is still I mean this just came out within the last year 2017 I believe so I don't want to give too much away however the show was absolutely phenomenal I have not watched I mean there's been a lot of things I've watched but I when I first saw the trailer I was like "Ooh, you know I really want to watch it I'm interested I don't know how I feel about it it just seemed kind of out of nowhere and it really didn't get a lot of, um, I think there was a lot of more like quiet chatter about it, but it really didn't. I mean, I guess at the time, like I said, there was, there was, I think light chatter about it. Um, now I say that and it does have a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I, not that I'm doubting that. I just, I, I didn't think, I didn't think that it was, I didn't think it got like the praise that it deserved, but maybe it did. Maybe it totally did. But I just, whatever. I don't remember hearing super much about it. Um, but yeah, so 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it came out 2017. So it actually came out, we're coming up on like a year. So it came out last summer. Um, okay, so another character that I wanted to bring to light is because I was, as I was watching it, I was like, who is this guy? And me being me, I was driving myself absolutely mad and didn't want to go to my phone, wanted to like rack through my Rolodex in my brain and be like, who is this guy? Think, Megan, think. And I was like, damn it, I have to look at my phone. So I pulled my phone up, looked him up, and I'll be darned. And this is a shout out to 100% Kara Cheney because he is Cooper in Eurotrip. And I know... That, you know, Darby as well. Um, my God. But we watched, we burned Eurotrip into the ground. He's, so he's in that, which is literally like a teen, like it was in that phase where it was like not another teen movie and all those just really kind of cheap, sleazy teen movies were like, especially in Eurotrip. That's the one where like Michelle Transberg like takes her like, takes her shirt off and it's just like her in a string bikini just really sleazy like teen comedies which like I'm into and like kind of miss like loved me a good bubble boy loved me a good um road trip loved a good euro trip I mean I love American Pie don't even get me started but Avi the star in American Pie is Eugene Levy I mean that man is comedic absolute gold which I know I don't have a lot of room to talk because I have not started Shit's Creek and I want to start Shit's Creek, but I haven't. And you know what? I'm going to. Now that I'm just putting it out there, I'm going to start it. Anyways, I digress. 
I don't even know how I got. I'm completely ranting and getting off topic. But as I was saying, that's what he's from. So he plays he plays a very vital role in this show. However, um, like I said, I don't want to say too much because the show is dark. Um, it's super riveting. The acting is from Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale. Okay, let me make something clear. Like Bull, Bill Pullman, absolutely love, but he played this really kind of like strung, kind of strung out, like sex addict detective who's, you know, seems like he's been around forever, but never really, you know, has it, but has it, but almost just any loses it. You know, he's always that guy. So that's kind of his character. So like, I love that. I'm like, absolutely. But I mean, Jessica Biel was, was phenomenal. And to be quite honest, I mean, besides playing good old Mary Camden back in her playing b-ball on the courts, it's, you know, you know, senior, not senior, Jesus Christ, shows you how much of an athlete I was not. What's it called? Varsity. <laughs> she played varsity basketball. Anywho, God, seven, I'm telling you what, Seventh Heaven was a really big deal in the Cipollone household. Not because my parents forced us to watch it for like weird, like Christian, like Chris. No, like we just, we, we would come home from school and it would be like two episodes. They were hour long episodes. They'd be back to back and you'd be like, hell yeah, while you were doing your homework and like Seventh Heaven was playing in the background. I mean, that's what I remember. <sighs> Bringing it back in. Really great. Jessica Biel actually, like I mentioned last episode as well, is nominated for Best Lead Actress in a Limited Series. And by golly, if she doesn't get it, I am going to be, I am going to be pissed. And you best believe I will be shouting it from the rooftops until she gets that award. I already tweeted it out there, just like a big old, it's like a big old loser. I already put a big old tweet out there for everyone to see that I think Jessica Biel needs the damn trophy. So there. Moving on. So I saw this a, cu a couple, I think it's been like a couple weeks now, but Maisie Williams, who plays Arya Stark on <laughs> Game of Thrones, posted a very interesting Instagram um, picture. And it seemed to be her last day on set is what I'm gathering. The picture was of her feet and it was like white tennis shoes and they were bloodied up tennis shoes. Um, and some of the main things that obviously everyone was like, ooh, are they teasing something? And I'm like, uh, probs. But so one of her hashtags is last woman standing. The next hashtag, barely. So obviously knowing how things are, not because I've, knowing how things are filmed, they're not filmed chronologically. Now, obviously they film the episodes chronologically, but once you actually get into filming an episode, you don't just film it, you know, like you would how you practice a play, you know, you practice it chronologically. Um, that's not how they film. It's all based on, you know, schedules and when can we have this and when can these people be here with this? So that's how that is. So, as I know, we're nearing, they, they are like, people have wrapped, like Amelia Clark has wrapped. Um, I know Jon Snow. I know Kit Harrington is, I don't think, I, I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't think he's wrapped yet, but so, uh, and then M Maisie Williams posts this, you know, cryptic 
sat it was basically her goodbye i mean she was saying goodbye it's been an amazing you know obviously an amazing run imagine growing up on the biggest television series of our generation i mean without a doubt the biggest the best i, I mean speechless definitely definitely hands down the best um and then another kind of thing that everyone was like, ooh, what does that mean? Was Lena Hetty's comment on the picture. And it was QUEEN in all caps with a crown next to it. And I think it was like a couple hearts or something. So like, obviously she could just be like being like queen, like basic, but she's not being basic. They want you to think she's being basic to be like, oh, no, no, no. This is what, no, let me try to explain this. They know that people are going to be like, so they're going to, anyway, I say it sounds dumb. It's definitely, it could be a red herring, but honestly, like, I think they're trying to make you think it's a red herring, but it really is, but they're trying, you, you know, I'm digging myself in a deeper hole. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that was that. I just wanted to bring that up because I saw that and I obviously, that was a little bit more of like a little like gas piece, but I just had to talk about it because I was just obviously loving every minute of the subtext that I just like had to talk about it. So really don't want to, I mean, there's really nothing else about Game of Thrones. I know that people have been rapping, people have been posting it on their Instagrams and how literally I don't even want to talk about the sadness that comes when it talks about the show ending, I know we have our prequel in the works or whatever. It's just not the freaking same. It's going to be sucky. It's going to be sucky. But I'm just going to have to rewatch it 70 million times. So yeah, I don't really have that much on Game of Thrones. Obviously, maybe we'll have more as the timeline approaches. But that's really not one of the main things I wanted to talk about. One of the main things I wanted to talk about was... Guys, this week was the 25th anniversary of Hocus Freaking Pocus, okay? And I know this is one of the most basic things to talk about, but you know what? Being the girl whose birthday is freaking Halloween, I don't give a shit if it's basic. I've watched this movie since I freaking could walk. So when Hocus Pocus, and I did a little research because I was like, okay, I've... I literally still have my VHS of this movie. It It's paper. The VHS case is paper. And it has, it's the typical one of all three of them over the damn cauldron or whatever. The paper is ripped. I mean, it is like literally so old. And I know for a fact, and if not, I'm pretty sure we still have it at my parents' house. But that thing was beat to hell in back. Okay. I want to start off by saying... That, I mean, when we're talking about something that I guess started literally as a total flop and is now one of the biggest cult classics of our time, of our generation. So when this Hocus Pocus first came out, it only made $39.5 million And it was, everyone was just like, this thing just completely flopped. And then as like years went on and as it played on TV more and as it started becoming this like, it, it was like right before Halloween got really freaking big. Like there was a time where Halloween was like, eh, and then like, 
they did Hocus Pocus and then like right after like a little bit later like Halloween just freaking boomed and now it's just like this huge holiday it's this huge freaking pot of just endless cash and money and everyone's into it adults are into it you know whatever so yeah it was it it's it wasn't big like it wasn't big and then it became huge so also they originally pitched hocus pocus in 1984 which is crazy because it didn't come out till like 93 um, which is just weird. It was like weird to even think about. And the craziest thing was that, and this just like gives me a, like, I like hate, I hate even saying this, but the original title was not Hocus Pocus. The original title was Halloween house, Halloween house. Like one Halloween house sounds so much creepier. Like it's going to be like a scary movie, like Halloween house where you're going to get stabbed. That's what I think. And get this, this makes me absolutely lose my effing mind when I found this out. I was like, no way, but it makes absolute sense. So Max, God love Max. Um, it's the, it's the actor. He has like Omi or whatever. It's a weird name. And I looked it up and I didn't write it down. And I know that's terrible, terrible reporting, but I don't care. I know at least... I know his name and I know because Max was my like favorite childhood. Like he was my imaginary boyfriend when I was little. Like no joke. I'm not just saying that like it was definitely Max. I loved his hair. It was like the Sean Hunter thing. I just he was one of my imaginary boyfriends when I was little. I totally remember it. Like when I was little, I was like, oh, I love Max. Max, my boyfriend. Back to the facts, though. Max was originally supposed to be played by mother freaking leo dicaprio which is just absolutely insane and i would have loved to seen leo in that movie can you just think about it like i i feel like like a young leo because get this he turned down hocus pocus and he went and filmed what's eating gilbert grape and you know what it and it turned out best for both parties involved okay he got a lot of a lot of jibber jabber for playing that lovely beloved household character of the kid who had you know was slow (sighs) but and now Hocus Pocus is a total cult classic and is literally a whole month people talk about and gaining up to Halloween is Hocus Pocus and another thing that just I'm so happy it didn't go this way because I'm so not a big fan um Mary Sanderson who is the, as people who don't know names because I'm annoying, she was the one who was dressed predominantly in red and purple with the tower of black hair, but most co- most known by riding the vacuum instead of riding the brooms. So if you know Hocus Pocus and you don't know the names, that's who she is. So Kathy Najimi is who actually played that role, but who they originally wanted and were in talks with was Rosie O'Donnell and I am so glad they did not do Rosie O'Donnell she drives me nuts can't stand her Kathy Najimi is absolute freaking gold and voila there we go Sarah Jessica Parker was also and then we have the lovely Bette Midler so that's just how that went um and I have to say, I have to say, I have such a close 
bond with this movie. This movie was, I feel like I loved it before it was even like being that my birthday was on Halloween. Like I was exposed to very like things that kids probably didn't watch when they were little because their parents they were probably like, oh, this is going to freak my kid out. But like I got to watch like I didn't like my parents didn't expose me to scary movies. Trust me. We had to literally like sneak goosebumps, swear to God. And back in the day when we used to have good old satellite and for some odd reason, I remember that at our house when you watched something on like the main TV, it would like automatically was up on like my parents TV. So no getting around that. But I remember that my parents were getting ready to go out for a date and we were all like sitting down like, well, like we're going to be in the basement, like watching something. And we were totally trying to sneak watching Goosebumps because I remember it was the vampire episode and we were got in trouble because my mom knew we were watching Goosebumps because they could tell from the TV upstairs, which I don't know how they sell that. They set that up. It must be some insane parent control that I just never knew existed. But anyways, um, So, but like I was saying, like Nightmare Before Christmas was like basically like my like bedtime story. Like I watched that because Halloween baby. So let me just start by saying that I, uh, I am going to say that I know pretty much predominant amount of the dialogue in Hocus Pocus. I also would like to say that as sad as it is, there is lost footage just completely out in cell phone universe. I know that once something is created, it's out there, especially since video. But there was footage, brilliant footage, of myself in my senior year of high school in the dressing room of my theater department Whilst I was getting ready for Jacob Marley's Christmas Carol, which I am not taking this seriously at all and completely over dramatizing for anyone who thinks I'm taking this seriously. Shame on you. I'm totally kidding. I do not think this. I anywho, I just thought I would do a little light disclaimer back to the story. One of my best friends, the lovely Megan Brown documented this footage on her camera as we were in the dressing room and I was getting ready for my character who I decided to give this huge hair and I 100% did not base it off of anything related to Hocus Pocus but this character was homeless and was this this whore she was this this trollop homeless and that was my back whatever that was my backstory whatever and I was narrator one and I decided to give myself this teased updo and stick a fake bird in my hair. It was just the best thing. I had so much fun with it. I loved it. It basically gave me everything I did in that role. But I decided that I was going to do a short performance of I Put a Spell on You. And that's exactly what I did. And it was the most beautiful pixelated thing I've ever seen. And for me to say that is a lot, but I was quite proud of the performance. Megan Brown can, can, can vouch. I mean, it was, it was, it was stunning footage. It has been sadly lost. The phone is gone. We cannot get it back. I, I, I'm mourning the loss every single day because like I said, I took pride in that performance 
But so I feel a closeness to this movie, but I kind of wanted to relive. Well, I wrote down some of my favorite quotes from it, but now I'm getting a little bashful and I don't know if I want to go into them as deeply as I was going to go into them. But you know what? Let's just do it. So my top favorite quotes from Hocus Pocus, and I really didn't put these in an order, although I could probably put them in an order. Um, And some of them I didn't even get to write down, which I'm sad about, but God, there's so many good and not even just like the like typical quotes. There are so many good quotes in that movie that are not like well known. Oh, my Lord. But one of the more well knowns, let's just start out with that is one of my personal favorites. And it comes from Danny, who is the bratty younger sister of Max, who is all about Halloween and wants her big brother to take her out trick or treating. I mean, God, can you blame her? She moved to a new town. She wants to meet new friends. Take her out trick-or-treating. But no, Max is this dramatic, broody, just sad, pubescent teenager who is just so angry about everything in life. Well, too bad, Max. Too bad. Because your life's about to change, okay? So here we are. They are going into the... Halloween party that they stumble upon after Danny has this very dramatic moment where she throws herself into this this big barrel of hay and is crying and they have this cute moment where he decides you know what I'm gonna shape up and I'm gonna be a good big brother and I'm gonna take my sister trick-or-treating and they walk into this big lovely mansion where this very bougie pricey party is going on and this is definitely on the east coast so we're in like the old east coast probably i um these houses are like very colonial and everyone's dancing in these very elaborate costumes and the classic line after we find out that this is Allison's home and it's her parents' party just coincidentally and she's in this beautiful colonial gown with no hair and basically no makeup because, you know, that's what they did in the 90s. It was very natural. And we have the classic line from Danny and it is, what do you call him, Max? Yabos? And he chokes on his cider and it's just this laughing moment where Yabos became a staple of talking about the boobs. You heard it here, folks. Yabos. And that's a classic line. You know, still call mine Yabos to this day. I feel like it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more easygoing. You know, people aren't too afraid. You're not just saying, look at my tit. I, I can't, I, I, I can't even say that word and I won't even say that word. I just, it's so aggressive. It's so aggressive. It's so aggressive. But okay, classic line, classic line. I have to go to the next, which is a classic line. And I'm, I'm getting it out of first because it's, I would, it's not, I'm not going to put it up with my favorites, but we have the title line of the movie. Okay. So we are flash to you know max and danny and allison they've now decided that this night is going to be in the in the in their palm at their fingertips they're going to live it and they're going to love it we're going out and experiencing halloween and the girls are dancing in the street and they stumble upon ooh, the sanderson sisters cabin and it's, ooh, shall we go in? Shall we go in? Haha. <laughs> and Max is like, yes, we're going to go in and I'm going to try to peacock and make you think like I'm really cool. But you're not, Max. You look like an idiot. But when I was younger, I thought you were the hottest thing that walked the earth. 
And they go in and we have the classic part where Max decides to show off in front of his true love, Allison, and Danny. And he decides to light the black flame candle. Flame. Black flame candle. And it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Light. Boom. Shit's going down. The ladies are rising from their grave. And there you go, Max. A virgin lights the black flame candle. That's the, that's the whole thing. And he does it. And well, there you go. The floorboards start shaking. Everyone's screaming. There's a green light and fog coming up, and it's very dramatic. And actually, still to this day, for it being coming for it coming out in 93, I mean, I think it still looks pretty good. I mean, I believe it when I see it. So I mean, right, you have to add that line. You have to add that line. I mean, right, it has the title name. You have to add it. So moving on, we have one of my favorite lines. Um and this one's not so very well known, but it's just this part that I just have always loved and I've always quoted. Honestly, don't know why, but it's a part where you have um, Winnie, Mary, and Sarah. They're all coming out and it's just after um, they've had this, I, it, pretty sure it's right after they have the whole experience in the cabin and, you know, they break free and and they come out or it's later and they're they've never seen pavement before so they're literally all walking out of the cabin after like the fire trucks got there cuz they set off the the sprinkler and Winnie like stops them before they walk out on the pavement and they're like who and they've like never seen it before like what is this what is this thing that we're that we're saying and they're saying that it's that it's water, like, don't go in it, like, it's bla- it's black death, like, it's just going to whatever. So then, like, Winnie pushes the girls out, and they scream, and it's, like, this whole dramatic moment, and then they're, like, oh, my God, it's a freaking street. They don't say that. They have no idea what it is. They're dancing on top of it, and I'm pretty sure it's Winnie who jumps on it and goes, it is but water, and I just have always have loved that line, don't care. I think it's one of the best parts in the movie. Love it. And there you go, a little line that I like. So next is from our lovely Sarah, another great line in the movie where this is when the witches, they first come back. So they're having their main entrances after Max lit the damn candle. Shit goes down. Everyone's hiding. And then all of a sudden the door busts open and it's, ah, they're back. And then Sarah, who's played by Sarah Jessica Parker, the witch with the long blonde hair, for those, once again, who do not know and don't care about names, finds and sticks her hand above the door frame and just completely comes, brings her hand down, and it's my lucky rat tail just where I left it. And that was a terrible, terrible, terrible impression, but I had to give it a little something. I couldn't just not do anything. So another great line, but of lines of all lines, of queens of all queens, my favorite line in the movie that I can remember at this time has to go to none other but the queen, Bette Midler, who plays Winifred Sanderson. And once again, Megan, who the hell is that? Well, I'll tell you, that is the lead oldest wisest ugliest redheaded sister 
Winifred. And the line, the opening line, the brilliant opening line of the 1993 cult classic. Another glorious morning makes me sick. Best line in that effing movie comes from the queen. There you go. So, quotes. One more thing I want to touch about Hocus Pocus before I'm going to wrap this whole little up with a nice bow tie is my favorite, one of my favorite characters is Avi Billy. Come on, we can't forget about Billy the zombie who his mouth is sewn shut from Winnie. They dated. His name is literally Billy Butcherson, okay? Billy Butcherson. And he's the best damn character on that show. Besides, obviously, the witches. But he's just like, he's there and he's great and he's like, he's good. He ends up saving everyone. Love him. Played by Doug Jones. Okay, so the craziest thing about Doug Jones is when I found out, one, that he played Billy Butcherson, I was like, oh my God, should have known. So a little bit background on Doug Jones. He's named the most famous actor that you've never seen. And the reason why is, is that he has been in a ton. And when I say a ton, I mean, the list can go on and on of all the movies that Doug Jones has been in. But most commonly known, he's, he's always in costume. He's always in makeup. He is always in these most elaborate, elaborate where he's never played himself. He strictly plays characters. He's a character actor. Um, But most commonly known roles would be his role in, I'm sorry, I am trying to bring his page back up because there are so many that I just didn't write them all down. Doug Jones. So Doug Jones, most commonly known for, so recently, The Shape of Water. So he was the amphibian man, okay? Another big thing that he was known for was Pan's Labyrinth. So he played Fano and Pale Man. He had the eyes in his hand. He's been in, I mean, he was Billy Butcherson. He's been, I mean, the like, I'm not even kidding you when I say it just goes on and on and on of all the freaking movies that he's in. Like, let me just pull up some more. He was in, like, all the Hellboys. Like, all Hellboys. The Shape of Water. I mean, like, I'm I'm just reading things that people are obviously going to know. His, like, IMDb page is absolutely insane. Um, God, Crimson Pink, Falling Skies, ton of shows. He, Arrow, The Flash. I mean, Jesus. Teen Wolf. Sons of Anarchy. The Neighbors, The Watch, White Room. I mean, he's just been in a shit ton of stuff. And you never see his face. So that's like the whole... I just thought that was really cool when I found out that that's who played Billy Butcherson. I was just like, well, duh. I mean, that totally makes sense. But really kind of scary looking, but he's very tall and very skinny. But yeah, little random thing. Okay, one closing note on Hocus Pocus, and then we are moving right along into the next topic. For all out there who do not know the pronect, oh my god, pronect, the correct, I can't, I can't talk, I'm sorry, the correct pronunciation, it's Thackeray Binks, 
It is not Zachary Binks. It is Thackeray Binks. That let me just go on record and say, once again, it is not Zachary Binks. So get it right, peeps. It's Thackeray. And that is that. So Orange is the New Black came out with their season six trailer. And I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of honestly for totally forgot because season five was just so it was a lot and I didn't really like it. And I mean, when I say I didn't really like it, what that always means is I love TV. I love all shows. I enjoy everything to some degree. I enjoy all, I always enjoy something about something that I watch. I could always find something that I enjoyed, but season five was hard for me. Season five was really intense. There was a lot of storylines. There were a lot of people. There were a lot of different settings. And just to kind of like jog everyone's memory, because I'm going to be completely honest, I, I totally mix up Orange is the New Black episodes all the time. Mm. Episode seasons. So the last we left the prison, it was in its riot and raid. So it was when... I mean, it was just complete and utter chaos. Everyone's getting, everyone's getting arrested. Everyone's getting pulled out. I mean, that's how, that's how we ended. That's how we left. Um, so in the new trailer, which is out, you can watch it. I'm not spoiling anything. Um, this is all completely right available at everyone's fingertips. So we are, we see we're, we're brought and let me back up before I'm getting all tongue-tied. My first impression as I started watching this trailer was fresh. I was like, thank God. And the reason I say that is because our setting, we are in a brand new prison. Obviously, we're in a brand new prison because, I mean, shit was going down at the last. And if I'm not mistaken, there was, it wasn't there a, it was just absolute chaos. And the prison was, you know, in shit shape. And if I, wasn't there like, a partial fire but we started a fire so season six picks up one week post the riot and the raid and we are at this new prison and it's flashing and there's a lot going on and we we start to notice that all of the main characters that we know everyone's split up so what what i'm gathering and what i actually have read is that um we have characters who were in Max in this new prison. So Red, Tasty, and are pretty sure the ones that I know for sure that are in Max. Um, pretty sure Pensatucky. I think I read Pensatucky. So is played by Taryn, Mar- Taryn Manning. Excuse me. She is also in Max, I do believe. But one of the other main storylines. So that's kind of like a supporting storyline. Um, one of the main storylines is going to be that within this new jail, there is, there is, they're saying there's like three different cell blocks and there are the two main cell blocks and they're battling. And I guess the two leaders are sisters and they've just been at war for years. So it's this whole, like this side against this side, they wear different colored uniforms. And what we kind of start to see is like, obviously, like, skin color is always going to be a theme in Orange is the New Black. But what we start to see is, like, our different alliances going to be made based on these automatic new sides that we're being put on. So it's a very new, fresh take. I am so excited. I love this show. And 
I will admit that when I first started watching Orange is the New Black, I did watch it late because I was not hopping on the train. I really was like, mm. I was watching other things at the time and I knew it was obviously probably going to be good, but I, I just, I just held off. I held off for a while and then I watched season one. I watched it and I completely binged it by myself. Like I'm pretty sure I watched a lot of it on my phone. Um, that's how, and that's how desperate I was. And I watched a show on my phone, which I just, ugh, it's awful. It's awful, awful, small screen, terrible, but so a lot of the girls are sprinkled, Piper sprinkled and people I watched this trailer once I'll probably watch it a couple more times but so I I didn't get everyone the two main people who we definitely see are in one of these groups is Piper and is Crazy Eyes so one of the main things that I'm excited about this season is that it is fresh it is new we are completely doing a reset and I think that's what this show needed the show started to get very stagnant the thing that I didn't like, the thing that really bothered me is that these characters, these beautiful characters that they originally created, um, one being diet, you know, one being crazy eyes, um, especially, and they had this such pureness about them and this such just genuine goodness. And I, and I trust me, I love a good arc. I love a good character change. I love, I mean, absolutely love Pensatucky's character change. She's gone from being, I mean, I loved her in the beginning and then I loved her arc, but now I'm like, okay, I'm give me something from her. A couple other people are the same way. Really upset with what they were doing with Crazy Eyes. I didn't like this dark turn. I, I know that everyone has to have dimension, but like it went against her character. And like they started jeopardizing these beautiful characters that they had created. And I didn't like that. They started doing that with a couple other people. Um, so we're getting a nice reset here. So we're going to be seeing new relationships form, which is really cool and what we need because we're seeing the same people and I and I was getting over it. Like I was getting over um, certain groups, certain people. I want to see them interact with different characters that we haven't seen them interact with. And then another nice thing is, is that the storyline is going to be, it's still going to be, you know, a very complex and very like, issues but we're kind of simplifying this they're simplified simplifying season six and bringing it back to really focusing on these characters and really enriching some of these older relationships and some of these and some of these core um traits and and things that we grew to love about these characters we're going to be getting a little bit more of that this season so I'm really excited because this is one of the shows that has some of the most diverse cast it has some of the diverse most diverse characters very funny very very smartly um, written the dialogue is wonderful because really think of our setting I mean the show is not carried by scenic it's not carried like in Game of Thrones I'm not saying that the scenes carry Game of Thrones but it 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 changes the feeling of the show we're in a cell the the girls are not a lot of them are not wearing you know the makeup is different it's a completely different look we're in these uniforms these women these actresses these these characters this is what's carrying the show this is why we love orange is the new black so i'm so excited to go back to kind of i think what we started with and i think that's one of the main themes that they're really trying to get back to so we'll see um 
couple other things is that there is another prison that a group got carried off to. Um, it is out of state, I believe that I read. So a couple of those people are, um, and what I'm kind of gathering is that they're pulling them out because they're really honestly not important to the storylines right now. And they really are trying to like simplify down the storylines so we really can get some meat and potatoes with these storylines because there was so much going on in season five. It got a little overwhelming and it, it wasn't that show. This show is great because we get these really fun um, interactions, these fun relationships. And that's really another big reason why I like it. So some of the girls that are separated to this out-of-state prison, they're going to be written a little bit, they're going to be taken back a little bit in the season, but I guess um, some of them will be fed back into season seven. So these these women who are going to be like a third party, like a third storyline, it's going to be small, it's going to be fun, it's going to be every now and then. So Yoga Jones, which I love and she's one of the OGs, but I but I do, I mean, she really hasn't had a, a, a huge storyline ever since like her like whole like came out about what she did to get in there. Boo, which I'm surprised about, but really her storyline last season, I mean, cut me, cut, get out of here. That stupid ass storyline about dating that damn, oh my God, the one that, the warden, I just, whatever, like whatever. That was so, ugh so dumb and she's such she's such a great character like use her so she's going on the back burner um Maritza's going on the black burner so she, or Jesus Christ back burner who's like the little like partner to Blanca Leanne and Gina are getting a back seat and you know what good I say that I like them they obviously are so just stupid, but like they, that's their role and they play it really well. And honestly, last season, they really did make you hate them, which is exactly what they wanted you to do. So for people to be like, I don't like them. I want them gone. Well, that's exactly what their characters are supposed to be making you feel. So we're going to have a little break from them and we'll see about season seven. That's really kind of what I had and really all I wanted to go into um, another big thing is that so the girls that are in like the main cell block, so like Piper and Crazy Eyes and some of our other mainies um, and new characters, they're being um, so our main people are being pulled and questioned, it seems like by the FBI. Um, and it's like, choose your side. Like, are you going to lie or are you going to tell the truth? And it's like, who are you? Who is your core? That's kind of what we're getting at with some of the storylines. So I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really great. And it starts July 27th. And then it's going to be on Netflix. And then we're going to be able to binge it, which I just can't believe that it's, I mean, that's coming out. It's coming out here in the next couple of days. So six days. Oh my God. Can't wait. I'm actually really excited about that. Now that I have kind of started to like look and do it. Another trailer that dropped, which this isn't the same. It's a little different. We had a teaser drop this past week, and it was for season three of Stranger Things. And interesting enough, which I'm totally loving it because I want to be kept in the dark because I don't keep myself in the dark ever. I literally will find out everything I possibly can before I watch something. 
So this teaser trailer is released for season three of Stranger Things, which is going to be eight episodes long, which it's like, I think that's good. Last season, it was a very big argument. It was really liked or it was not liked at all. It was pretty polarizing opinions. I didn't really hear a lot of people that were like, yeah, take it or leave. And I hear people like, well, I watched three episodes and stopped. Or like, I watched the whole thing and loved it. Like, we watched the whole thing. And, you know, my boyfriend really likes Stranger Things. So we re- he really wanted to watch season two. The thing about Stranger Things for me is, is that when I first started watching it, when it first came out, um, I was watching it when I was actually, um, (laughs) oh no, I had, I had my big TV at the time. So a funny story. I used to have this TV before I actually have the TV that I have in my bedroom now, which isn't like anything crazy. I think it's like a 40 or 45 inch TV, um, normal size, or maybe a little big to some people, or maybe a little bit small whatever. Before my 45 or 40 inch television, I was rocking in um, like a 19 inch. And I saw nothing wrong with this thing. That thing went everywhere with me, with me. It went to Chicago when I went to college and up on top of my wardrobe, and sh- which was so tiny. It came with me to every place I lived. It came with me to my last place, which was Newport, Kentucky, when I lived in the basement of my wonderful friends who let me live there when I came back from Tennessee. And it never dawned on me that that damn thing was a thumbnail. You literally were watching TV on a thumbnail. You're watching TV almost like on a laptop screen. I had no idea. I thought it was the coolest thing. It had a DVD built in. I was like, yeah, this is great. I could set my timer at my little TV. I loved it. I had no idea that this was just like the the chintziest Jiminy Cricket little thing that anyone had ever seen in their life. And so I watched, so that was the story about my little TV. Now I remember watching season one on my big TV, but I really wasn't into it at first. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I watched it. I watched the whole thing. I sometimes would like nap during an episode and then like would wake up at the end and like would continue. So I, that's not fair. And I did not give it, I think the chance that I really, but I just, it really just didn't interest me the first time around. Um, and like I said, I didn't give it what it probably deserved at all. Um, and when I watched it the second time around with Brad, absolutely absolutely loved it I mean I loved and I think it's what because people were telling me that it was scary and when I watched it and it wasn't scary I'm like this is not scary people you need to get your shit correct this isn't scary like this is not this is a complete it's sci-fi this is completely different than scary so I think that might have been a little misleading to me at first so let's get back to this teaser trailer so it has nothing to do basically with the storyline it is an ad for Starcourt Mall, which is this new mall that is located in Hawkins, Indiana, which is where Stranger Things takes place. And it's an ad for this mall. It is straight 80s nostalgia from the way that it's filmed, from the actors, from the clothing, from the music, to the coloring, to the way that it's edited, to the way everything down to the T. Total piece of nostalgia, but it's basically just talking about how it's this great new tourist spot in Hawkins, Indiana, and it has the music. The only person, and actually there's two people that we see. We see Steve. Steve is obviously, it seems like he's like the town, like kid actor. He's acting in this. 
But it also shows him working at this ice cream place called Scoops Ahoy. And that's like the whole thing at the end, like, Ahoy! And it's just like this really cheesy ad. And he's also accompanied by Robin, who is going to be a new character this season. And she's actually played by Maya Hawk, who I recently discovered is Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter. So I was a little stunned when I found out that Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman had a daughter and she's like older. That just kind of like threw me for a loop. So anyways, new character. So in this teaser trailer, we have Robin and Steve. And they both work at Scoops Ahoy. That's really it. I mean, they are really not giving us a lot, which I'm absolutely kind of liking because it's forcing me to be surprised. Um, There are going to be some new people joining this season as well as some people coming back it has been announced by ross duffer who is one of the co-writers one of the duffer brothers that um they're gonna be bring well it's not been confirmed but they are saying that martin brenner who is 11's original guardian is still out there and that's that is out there that is on the internet that has been talked about once again this you're not spoilers people these have been these things have been pre-released these are pre-released things so do not get mad at me do not think i'm spoiling you can find them online um they also said that they're thinking it's going to be a, just a four season show which you know i respect people who can like take something good and cut it off and then not beat it into the ground there's a couple of things that are coming up that i'm worried about that are going to be put into seasons that they don't have um you know they they just kind of keep running them and running them and running them but yeah so it's going to be a four season show and that was straight out of the mouth. So a couple other people are going to be joining. Um, they're going to be making Karen Wheeler, who is Mike and Nancy's mom, which we kind of saw last season, a larger character because she's obviously unhappy in her marriage. And they say that like she's going to be like, it didn't say swept away, but like the fact that she's unhappy could mean that she's going to be more susceptible to dark forces next season. So that will be very interesting. And I'm just going to take a quick break because I'm going to have to end this and we're going to have to continue this in part two. So if you're interested and want to keep listening to the rest of my TV movie episode, then stay tuned for part two. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Part two. Right. Just going to jump skip right on into it. So we were talking about um, Stranger Things and how... Um, Karen Wheeler is going to become a bigger character this season and they kind of teased last season that we're going to see more of her and um, the kind of romance with our newer character and the villain from last season Billy so I think and that's what's going to be the Duffer brothers also said that they're not going to get rid of our beloved dad Steve magic that everyone just absolutely fell in love with last season which Steve really did kind of develop last season and obviously it's only season two so we still really did have too much um to go off of you know we had everyone loved him because he was obviously like people you know think he's attractive and he's cute and he was kind of like the heartthrob of the show great head of hair um so yeah they say that we're still we're you know we're, we're gonna get more of that which I love and I know that other people will love because that was such a big deal about season two um 
And then we also know going into this, we we know this. I would also like to reiterate that we know this, and I'm reiterating this for one person in particular, and he likes to say that I ruin things all the time. But babe, this is on the internet. It's there. It's in print. I'm not ruining anything. It is also known that um, Hopper has officially adopted Eleven, which is so cute, and I love that relationship. So I'm excited about that storyline. So I'm excited for season three. It's going to be a little mysterious, but hey, it keeps a girl like me in the dark. And that's what I need to keep me on my toes. Next. So as everyone watches The Office and pretty much it's weird because like. The Office was predominantly like something that I watched when it was on NBC and then I kind of stopped watching it and then. You know, one of the people in my life, like one of my best friends, Hannah, would just was she would fall asleep to the office. And I finally was like, you know, I'm going to rewatch it from the from the beginning to the end. And then I ended up watching it again with Brad. And then we've now watched. I can't even honestly tell you because we watch it every time we have nothing else to watch. And we watch it every time before we go to bed. So I we literally talk about episodes and no titles of episodes. And we're disgusting. And I know that all my friends are the same way. Um so we needed some we needed a new comedy to kind of like fill our bones and give us a little laughter because we do watch a lot of like very serious intense stuff so we started curb your enthusiasm with larry david on hbo and I'm so excited. There's like there's like 10 seasons on hbo and larry david is one of the co-writers for seinfeld. So I love Seinfeld. Brad loves Seinfeld. I grew up with my dad loved it. It it it's freaking hilarious. I honestly for like people who are like friends, friends, friends like I'm going to be honest, like I try I have tried to I have tried to watch friends. I have tried to watch friends. I still cannot bring myself back to friends. Literally hang me up in the back. Light your light your pitchforks and or grab your pitchforks and light your your whatever the hell your spears and your torches and come after me I said it I'm saying it here online I don't get friends I don't get it what I do get is Seinfeld and I do love the humor and so we started watching it's pretty funny it's pretty freaking funny and you kind of have to like the humor similar to Seinfeld where they have topics that are strung throughout the entire show and that cause it's like chain of events it's like dominoes they cause things to happen and it causes something to happen that prevents him from doing this that was this part at the beginning it's freaking hilarious I was dying to watch it today but I can't watch it because my boyfriend is not here and I have to wait for him because that is what is right I even called him today and I said I want to watch it so bad but I know that I can't watch it because you're not here so I'm being I'm being so faithful and it's just I mean it's it's hard but it is what it is people. I just want to talk about that because I wanted to give it a little notey because it's such a funny show and if you need a break from the office if you want to get recharged give Curb Your Enthusiasm a try. It's really funny. There's a lot of seasons on it. I, that's all I that's that's that. You'll start to watch it and you'll either like it or you won't and that's just I I think it's freaking hilarious. Okay, another trailer that dropped this week. Was this like the week of trailers dropping? I mean, Christ, a girl can only handle so much or they're like taking so much. And especially this one, because I'm a little bit behind. 
and I'm talking about the season nine trailer of The Walking Dead drop today and I can't watch it. I will not let myself watch it. And once again, those are big steps for me. Okay, guys, because I am the spoiler queen. I want to know. I don't like, I want to go in knowing a preface of like what is happening. So because I am so ADD and I sometimes have a hard time, like I need to know like background, like I need to know going in, like what's going on so I can properly focus and like be ready to take everything in or else I'm, it just is easier for me. I just enjoy it more I because then I can really get in and know the storyline. So season nine trailer dropped and apparently because okay because comic-con for anyone who doesn't know what comic-con is it is like the pop culture comic tv movie extravaganza convention that happens in san francisco or it was in san fran but it's in san fran and they do it in san diego which obviously i'd want to go to the san diego one that's just me but that happened and there was a lot of um it's a lot of announcements typically happen. There's a lot of panels there. I mean, it, 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 look it up. It's one of my dreams. It's my dream, my dream to go to Comic-Con. So I'm going to somehow make that happen. But that's where the season nine trailer for The Walking Dead was released. It was also the place where sadly, and this breaks my heart, and this is once again, not a spoiler Andrew Lincoln has confirmed that season nine is going to be his last season. And Andrew Lincoln is our beloved Rick Grimes. Uh, I love Rick. I absolutely am 100% in love with Rick. Oh my God. I love Rick. I love that. He says Carl 70 million times in an episode. I love how he says it. I love the dramatic. I love Andrew Lincoln and I love that Andrew Lincoln is British it just makes it makes me love him even more and that's so basic of me but it's true so he's confirmed that this is his last season I'm gonna just say that I am still at I just and once again I started the walking dead live I got to the governor and just stopped then I picked it up shortly Again, when I was living with my wonderful friends, Hannah and Turk, and I saw where they were at Alexandria. For those of you who watch The Walking Dead, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. This was about season five. And then I obviously saw what everyone just shuddered in their boots about. And that was when Negan came and just hacked off two main characters from The Walking Dead. So I have then since then I have gone back from season one I have started from the bottom and have gone back and rewatched the show and I am where Rick is finally getting his kahunas back his balls back and he's gonna go and he's gonna kill Negan but I don't really want Negan to die and I said it because I've been waiting for Negan. I've been waiting for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I know that I'm behind and I know that I'm talking about things that the people are probably laughing like, ha, 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 you have no idea what's happening. And I don't, but I'm enjoying it. And that's what I do. I, I do this and I know I do this. I stop watching shows and I, because I don't want them to be over. So I stop and I, I've stopped watching Walking Dead, not because I don't want to watch it, because I do want to watch it, but I don't want it to be over and I'm enjoying my time watching it. So I kind of give myself some breaks. That's what I do. It's terrible. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it. 
I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself. Guys, I'm still behind on The Hands of Tale, and I, I'm, I am distraught. I know, I know everyone's seen it. I know it's been out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm stressed out about it. It's, it's almost like one of those things. It's like, you're so stressed out. Like your room is so messy. You have so much laundry that you can't even do it because you're just so stressed out about the fact that you're not doing it. That's how I feel about The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. It's a serious sick issue that I have. And I've honestly been so damn busy with my new job as well, which is also just been like the fact that I have not been able to watch the Handmaid's Tale finale. Oh my God. It's so, yeah, there you go. There's my, there's my daily, there's my day confession. I've still not watched it. Shame on me. I'm a horrible person. I don't deserve my, I don't deserve what I think should be my title. I'm going to have to watch it at some point, but I did just want to kind of give Walking Dead a shout out because I'm watching it and I'm loving it and I could not watch the season. So the trailer allegedly is like six minutes long. So go and like watch it for me and like think of me. But I kind of read a little bit about it. But when I talk about it, I'm just, I'm going to make it real. And I don't want to make it real, but that was also released. And I'm quite excited for that kind of wanted to chit chat about a couple movies these really aren't that so far like the coming outs of movies I'm not really impressed we are slowly approaching fall and we are slowly approaching Halloween and I'm gonna get so hardcore into Halloween and leading up to Halloween and I'm gonna be all over some scary movies because that is my jizam is on the hunt to find the next best scary movie. And I have watched, I have gone in, I have watched Netflix originals. I have watched B rated, C rated. I have been desperate. I have scoured the internet for the best unknown horror movie. And as I still watch to this day, we still keep coming up short. We really do guys. I know, I know that we're trying to find this movie. I know, I know a couple of people who we, You know, we see something and we say, maybe this is it, guys. Maybe this is it. We said it about the Babadook. You know, we said it about, we've said it about the Conjuring. We love the Conjuring. Conjuring was phenomenal. I think it was one of the better, better of scary movies that we have in a while. Loved Conjuring 2, however. I loved Conjuring 2 because once again, I love the Conjuring and I support a franchise and I love them. But I get it. So here are some things that are coming up scary-wise that I cannot wait for. So the Slender Man is coming. I've heard about this. There's a documentary on HBO that I've watched. If you have not watched the Slender Man documentary on HBO, I highly recommend it. It is about the true life crime that happened when those two young girls plotted to stab their friend. And they were literally like in middle school. So, and there's some background to like the Slender Man. He apparently is like this, he's this like online thing that was created like in Reddit, I believe. Like it's like this fantasy weird, like, um, what's it called? Not fiction, but when, when they write these, Lord, I'm going to shame myself for not knowing this, but pop fiction or it's like fan fan fiction (laughs) fan fiction so he was created like really it's it's in that world um that's coming up I haven't really I've seen it I've seen the trailer I've not the trailer I've seen the poster um 
I need to dig a little bit more into the Slender Man, but that's coming. The Nun is coming. So that spinoff from The Conjuring 2, which obviously that was the most terrifying part about The Conjuring 2. That will not make me sleep forever. Probably tonight. I'm probably going to be sleeping on the couch tonight because I'm even talking about her. But that's coming up. So it'll be great. We'll be definitely doing a Halloween scarathon or something. And those will be involved. I do want to take a moment. And I know that I've been talking about a lot, probably talking very fast. I want to take a moment to say that I, Megan Cipollone, have an absolute addiction to shitty ass shark movies. It is my bread and butter. Terrible shark movies are what created me. Jaws 2, 3, and Jaws 4 are part of who I am inside. I, people probably didn't know there was a Jaws 4. Well, well, there you go. It was called Jaws Forever. Or not Jaws Forever, Jaws is Revenge. Excuse me, it was called Jaws is Revenge. And it had to do with Brody's mom. Or no, 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 it wasn't her mom. Jesus Christ, I'm losing my mind. I'm getting so excited. It was the wife, and I always think it was his mom because she's so much older, and I, it's weird. And his wife, it's Brody's wife. And Michael Caine's in it. He cameos out of nowhere, and it's phenomenal. I love Michael Caine. He's in Jaws 4. Hello. But it's about how Jaws, the mom, is out to get Brody's wife, the mom. It's dramatic. It's awful. It's fake. I love every minute of it. I love Shark Night. If you haven't seen Shark Night, it's a great, terrible shark movie. It takes place on a lake where people, these sharks are roaming in the lake and eating and terrorizing these group of kids that are um, taking a vacation. It's one of my favorites. I actually bought it on iTunes and it is on my Apple TV so I can watch it at my leisure because that's how I am. I am passionate. I am passionate about shark movies. 49 meters below the shallow. I mean, you name it. Mama has seen it. Okay. So none other than my self-titled movie is coming out this summer. I believe this summer called The Meg about a megalodon. I'm not thrilled about the cast. I'm not going to lie. I just, I thought it was going to be, I thought they're going to base it more and be it more of like a traditional horror movie. They're not. It's going to be a little bit more. They're kind of rolling off of this like Sharknado energy that they have. And it's not going to be like terribly like Sharknado, but it is going to be a little bit more action sci-fi so here's the cast we have jason statham who's like the main character so you you can already kind of grasp the kind of vibe that we're going to be going for um ruby rose who was in god she was in orange is the new black but her character was stupid and she was terrible she was the one that piper had the crush on the australian she was in pitch perfect three like take her or leave her she's going to be in there rain wilson is going to be in here which is the only saving grace for me thus far who is Wayne Wilson is our beloved Dwight Schrute. Um, yeah, guys, I mean, that's kind of it. Am I going to see it? You bet your ass I'm going to see it. And I'm going to see it with a large popcorn and a big smile on my face. Because if it's anything like Deep Blue Sea, I'm going to be one happy chica. 
that is the Meg. And I mean, the Meg, it's called the Meg. I mean, come on, people. This is my, it's my dream come true. <sighs> okay, let's kind of chit chat about some um, comic book movies that are coming up. And yeah, I I am going to talk about that. And, you know, hopefully you, people can handle that. And I'm not saying that like I'm like someone who like reads a ton of comics, but I have been an enjoyer of the Marvel and DC movies. I have been an enjoyer of the story. Like I know storylines. I can tell you about storylines. Once again, I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm not claiming, but I'm claiming that I do enjoy them. So I think I might be one of the last ones to maybe know. Maybe I've been on, you know, hiding underneath a rock. But when I was doing some me time, and by me time, I mean looking up movies and looking up upcoming movies and searching actors and looking what they're going to be in next because that's what I do in my free time. I found that, well, I knew Tom Hardy was going to be playing Venom. I saw it casually in passing and I like just watched the trailer today and it comes out in October. I haven't seen it. And once again, I haven't been to the movie theaters. We're actually going this weekend because I like really wanted to go. And so I watched the trailer and to kind of fill people in on Venom. So the only reason that I'm really familiar with Venom is because he does cross. He, he's Venom is from basically Spider-Man. So in Marvel in The Amazing Spider-Man, Venom is actually this character, but the character is actually a, it's called his symbiote, and it's like an alien type character that requires a host, and it kind of merges with the person, and it becomes Venom when it is attached to the host. So the first person that Venom was attached to was actually Peter Parker with Spider-Man, and then the second person, after they, like, got it out of, you know, Peter Parker, whatever, and you actually see that in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, um... It is attached to Eddie Brock, who is like the, you know, who is like Venom. So we have Tom Hardy, who is going to be playing Eddie Brock. And then his counterpart is going to be Michelle Williams, who is off of her phenomenal role as P.T. Barnum's wife in The Greatest Showman, which I think she was just a doll. And a little known, a little tidbit about Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams was actually Heath Ledger or Heath Ledger's wife and um baby mama so i just i just always people i feel like some people don't know or i just always like to bring that because i just think that she's such a for like still sticking it out and like continuing to just do what she loves which i mean is what he would have wanted her to do but i don't know she's killing it right now so i'm excited to see her in this and kind of play like that that gwyneth paltrow supporting you know, as to Iron Man, as Mary Jane. So it'll be kind of nice to see um, her. But watching the trailer and watching Tom, Tom Hardy, I'm really excited because recently when I've been watching Tom Hardy and things, he always has an accent. He always is doing, and especially if we go back to The Revenant, you can barely understand him. It's this really thick, I mean, I'm not even going to try to do it, this like this thick like southern foreign forager can't doesn't move his mouth 
and he's he's British in real life, so there's always. But then we have him as Bane, and then he has a weird. I mean, so he's done a lot of like this voice, this voice where it's not him, but this character Eddie Brock, it seems he's he plays a so he's a reporter, okay, um, and the character is a little. It's interesting because we get to hear this new voice of Tom Hardy. It's this normal kind of almost has a little bit of like a nerdy esque voice to it. The character is like talking to himself, which as you watch the trailer, you see that as what happens is, is the symbiote attaches to him and he becomes and is becoming venom. Um, it looks really, really good. Um, so it's going to be put out by Sony and it is coming out October 5th, but I'm really excited because I love Tom Hardy. I think he's great. Who doesn't love Tom Hardy? I mean, he does some really phenomenal um, I put him kind of up in a, well, obviously, because they've, you know, they've done stuff together, but I put him in kind of a Christian Bale. Um, he's a physical actor. He takes on these, these, um, he, he does these huge, he's a body, changes his body. I mean, he completely goes into character and I, um, I'm a sucker for that. I'm an absolute sucker for that. So Wanted to touch on that, really excited. And to kind of counteract that, I also saw it was released today that the Aquaman trailer um, starring Jason Momoa is coming out tomorrow. Now, Aquaman is coming out around Christmas. It is coming out on the 21st of December of this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I know jack shit about Aquaman. I mean, obviously, we had Aquaman in um, the Justice League, which... I never saw the Justice League now that I'm like thinking about it. So we're going to have his his main movie because Jason Momoa is huge this year. Um, not this year. He's just been big ever since being, you know, he really was big when he played um, Cal Drogo and Game of Thrones. But now we're going to be giving him his own franchise, which is extremely highly deserved. He's a he's a specimen. I want to look at him. America wants to look at him everyone's in love with him i watched him on i think it was jimmy fallon a while ago when he was doing like a press circuit and he like told this story so he's married to lisa bonnet uh, lisa bonnet and he he's really he was really actually like fun to watch and him and jimmy got along really well which i just i just always love when like guests are actually um, engaging and um, getting along with the host. I don't know, whatever. So he was on Jimmy Fallon. I'm pretty sure is where I watched it. And she is the, oh, Lordy almighty on high. So Lisa Bonet, okay, let me go back. So Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa, this is just another little tidbitty fact, um, are married. And he told on Jimmy Fallon that it was really actually quite cute. They have three kids too. So they, he said that he like stalked her his whole life and that's kind of like how they became and now they've been married, like now they've been together for 12 years. So he, I guess Jason Momoa saw Lisa Bonet on TV when he was eight. And he says this quote that he said that he, he told his mom, he said, mommy, I want, 
I want that one. Like, that's what he said about Lisa Bonet. She was on TV. And um, he has said that, like, she was literally always his queen. And then later on in life, he is introduced to her, like, in a club. And he, like, freaks out. And he somehow, like, talks her into, like, taking him home or taking him back as he was staying in a hotel. And he says that she ordered a Guinness. And he said from right then and there, he was like, that's it. That's done. She's my wife. She's always been my queen. Boom, boom, boom. Like, he actually uses that verbiage. Like, Besides being like a total like just caveman, which he kind of he kind of like is in like the greatest way, like calling Lisa Bonet his queen, like total Cal Drogo vibes, like a 100% love. So, yeah, just a little like, you know, just a little tidbit about that. But OK, that's. That's it for my notes. And God, I feel like I just, I just feel so, I just am so happy. I just got to sit down and just chit chat for a little bit. But that's all that I have for this episode. So we kind of had a little bit of a bonus episode, um, being the fact that I didn't get this out on Friday, just because life gets a little crazy sometimes. And I'm two weeks into this new job that I'm absolutely loving. But yeah, this week has been crazy. So I wanted to do a little bit of extra time. I wanted to sit down and I wanted to talk about things that that I freaking like. And it's TV and movies. So I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed it recording it. And I just want to take a second and say that honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you everyone for listening. It means a lot to me that you're, you know, if you've been tuning in, if you're still kind of tuning in, if you've skipped around, it doesn't matter. The fact that you're even like listening is extremely freaking awesome and dope. And I'm so thankful and you're sticking around for more, which is awesome. So if you really have enjoyed listening, if you could go and you can favorite actually on Anchor, if you have Anchor, um, if you have favorited, thank you so much. But that kind of shows me that you know, you're digging what I'm putting out. You're liking this content and kind of tells me, okay, like we're headed in the right direction. And if you're liking it, just let me know. Um, you can find me on Spotify and you can just search Mad Yet Mighty. You can find me on Anchor. You can find me on Google Podcasts. Um, follow, follow on Spotify if you're not following. And if you want to keep up and keep up with me and see what's kind of going on. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, at @megkelsip. I do actually have a picture that I'm contemplating posting, but it is from the archives, the lost archives of the Hocus Pocus video. It is, um, you'll be able to see exactly what I'm talking about of my costume that I was actually in. So maybe I'll post that. Maybe I won't. We'll see here. But that's going to be it for this episode. I hope you liked it. I just... I just had so much fun, but I hope everyone has a great weekend, a wonderful Saturday, and we'll do this again soon. How about that?